0: Can I touch this? No. I just did. See? I touched it. Don't. Okay.
1: Don't touch anything. It's all fragile. New cameras, new space. Savannah, part one. Let's roll. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys.
0: Hey, listeners. Ever wonder what it would be like to blow up your comfort zone at the tender age of 50? Well, we did just that. When our last kid went off to college, we hit the road in search of a new hometown. Now, we bounce from city to city and bring you along for the ride. This is the Skip Town All-Stars Podcast.
1: What's up, All-Stars? Welcome back for another episode. We are so psyched to be finally traveling again in beautiful Savannah, Georgia. We are so psyched. It's action-packed. We are doing the remote work thing. It's no longer a road trip, just getting our kicks on Route 66. We are so Excited to have been here the last few weeks. We've got two jam-packed episodes. This is the first of them. So let's roll. Let's get into it. All right. What do you got for us?
0: Uh well, why Savannah? So for years we have talked about Savannah. Like like when we lived in Los Angeles and you know, we were doing our fantasy lifestyle of where do we want to live one day? Savannah always came up on on a list. A top 10, top 20, always check out Savannah.
1: Every search, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, it was on our list for a very long time. And, uh, well, we finally made it. I I did try to do something different. And that is I tried not to go with Airbnb on this trip. I am not happy with Airbnb. You guys all know my grievances. (laughs) We're not going to go down that road again. So I decided to do like a local rental place. So that was my goal for this, this visit was let's go and do like a Savannah rental company of some sort. And, um, I had 12. And um, only two of them had places that seemed affordable or within reason. One of them felt like it was too out of the area of where we wanted to stay. Plus it was a little bit high, but they're the ones that ended up coming back and giving us a very fair price on this house. Mm. And I say fair because the house that we're staying in, it's actually an apartment that's part of a home. The home itself is seventy five hundred square feet, mm-hmm. and we have about two thousand square feet we of living 2, space. We have about twenty five
1: hundred of it. I okay, would say.
0: it's large, like three large bedrooms. Uh, where we're in right now is considered the sitting room, I guess, or no, the this family is, room, dining room, this dining is a room, dining room. Yep. The sitting room is behind us, so we're in the dining room, and this alone is probably six hundred square feet.
1: Uh, yeah. Easy.
0: Okay. So um, the price was very fair for this place, but it's no different than almost any Airbnb that we've seen.
1: (laughs) When she says that, she means it's kind of bare bones. There's really a daybed inside the the living room. If you're a bunch of grown ass people Mm -hmm. wanting to watch television. Can't
0: do it here. In any case, uh, we are staying near Forsyth Park. It is a 32 acre uh, park. Basically, just outside the historic district, we are technically in the Victorian district and it's more families in this area from what I'm told. But I have to be honest, I see lots of families in the historic district. Main difference of the historic and the, and the Victorian district as a lay person. And I'm sure a historian will tell you that the real differences is price. Yep. So the historic district, the, the homes there start at around $2 million in the Victorian. You can get a, Oh, a really, really fixer-upper for like 700,000, but yeah. a regular house around a million.
1: Yeah. Like we looked at the house we're staying in right now, and mm-hmm. it is on realtor.com for somewhere around 1.1 million for 7,500 square feet. It's b- a- by our standards, coming from LA.
0: It's worth it. Yeah. like We'd be like,
1: okay. So it really does answer the question, like, can you find three times the house somewhere else in some other market for the same price? And the answer is yes, you can. You could totally find it. And you can find it
0: in Savannah. The one thing I want to mention, and I hear this a lot since we started the podcast, people have said this to me. When I go on vacation, and we have been guilty of this ourselves, and I'm sure you have if you're listening, there are places you go where you think to yourself, Oh, I could live here. And I think a lot of times when you go on vacation, probably 90% of the time, you ask yourself, could I live here? Um, There are certain vacations that you know, as beautiful as it is, it'd be very difficult for you to live there. This is different because you actually could live here, which is so mind-boggling for me. I'm, I'm in a place where people come to vacation and I could live here. And I wouldn't want to leave. Like, I don't want to leave. We were supposed to go to Charleston, and we haven't gone to Charleston because we love it here so much. So, you know, I met some ladies the other day, and they were on a four-day, you know, trip here, a four-day long weekend, and they had to go back. And I just thought, oh, I wouldn't want to go back. Like I wouldn't want to yeah, go Yeah, not back. after
1: four days. I mean, somebody actually told you, oh, you could do Savannah in three days. They can't, you can't. That's mythical. I I just, I cannot believe you can get everything this city has to offer in three days.
0: No, there's no way. So could we do this? Could we live here? Could you live here? The answer is definitively yes. Um,
1: oh, good. Okay, so we are coming back.
0: Well, but we have to hit it, Rich, because okay. where I want to live, I wouldn't move to Savannah unless I could live in the historic oh, you district. you
1: want to live on Jones Street.
0: Or the Victorian district. Oh no, no. God. I'm willing to compromise. You're it doesn't to com- have to you're be- You're willing to
1: go midtown with yeah, me? Yeah,
0: I'll go midtown. Right. I'll, I'll do meet the, you at
1: midtown. I'll
0: do even the street that we're on right now, but I don't want to go further out because what I want from this city isn't further out, and that's not appealing to me. Um, beautiful areas outside the city, but I want what everyone has here. I want to walk. I want to walk. There's a grocery store right down the street. I want to be able to get around mostly on foot. I want to take it all in that way. I don't want to be in my car. And if we moved further out from this area, I would have to be in my car and then I no longer am experiencing the Savannah that I'm experiencing right now. And I know it's a lofty dream, like it's just a dream. So the answer is I could live here, but the city won't allow me. (laughs) (laughs) So so I can't live here.
1: You know, to be continued, we'll see if prices like uh, settle down or plateau, but I guess, you know, we'll get into real estate and stuff like that. uh, Yeah, because we we actually met
0: with a real estate agent because you know, why not? We're here. Let's talk to a professional. So we
1: actually had the time, yeah.
0: But we're going to just go right into the first day that we got here. Yeah, which was when we arrived to um, our palatial estate.
1: Yeah, it was super exciting for me. I started work <laughs> right away. Okay, I started
0: work too. To be fair, I didn't hit the pavement hard the first day. Um, we did grab lunch the first day, yeah. and um, that was. At a pretty well-known place called Zunzi's and everyone, every local here loves it. So it's a, a South African uh, restaurant, which yeah. I thought was odd that we're going to go to a South African restaurant right the moment the we first, get here. Yeah. But it was literally on everyone's list. And a friend of ours who lives here, the first thing he said is, oh, you got to go to Zunzi's. Yeah. So we did.
1: Like every local, every Internet search, like places for lunch, all that stuff. Zunzibar uh, Zunzi's is short for Zunzibars, I think. yeah um, I had a fantastic sandwich there. You hated yours.
0: Yeah, I didn't like my food at all. It was dry meat on a bed of mashed potatoes. so not a fan, but that's okay. I, I, yeah, don't- I
1: think but don't you think that's like ordering pasta at a steakhouse like you kind of ordered mashed potatoes at a salad and sandwich place.
0: Yeah, you're right. But I have to be honest with you. I'm always apprehensive about trying a place a second time when I'm only here for a limited amount of time. Cause I'm feeling like I'm rolling the dice. It's like, I'm going to go, I'm going to try it again. And if it sucks, then damn it. Like again, I got another bad meal and I'm only here for like five more days or six more days. So for me, it's not worth the risk. So I actually don't want to try it again
1: okay fair enough but i did um, go to
0: a store yesterday and asked somebody what a good lunch place was and, and they everybody said,
1: says zunzies <laughs> so they, she funny. said
0: Zunzi's, and i was like oh god okay so um that was our first day we had lunch together and we both kind of went to work you did your thing i did my thing and then day two That was boots on the ground. Yep. Uh, Yeah, me walking all through uh, downtown Savannah, historic area, Victorian area. But we started off the day with a breakfast place that um, was on every hit list called Clary's.
1: Clary's, yeah. So everybody said, uh, get the stuffed French toast at Clary's. We did not get the (laughs) stuffed French toast at Clary's. We did
0: exactly the opposite.
1: Yeah. I got, uh, what did I get? I got some sort of crab Benedict,
0: babe, you got a crab Benedict because you bitched about it the whole time.
1: Okay, I got a crab Benedict.
0: Yeah, and I and I asked. And I the,
1: love crab, but
0: I asked the waiter uh, what his suggestion was. We're in a really popular place. There's a wait outside the door, and I said to him, "What? What do people come in for?" I know it was a stuffed French toast, but I wanted to hear it from his own mouth. And he said, "It's the corned beef hash." Yeah. So I was like, "Oh, it's not the stuffed French toast." Yeah. So uh, I said, "All right, I haven't had corned beef hash." ever. So I'm going to try their corned beef hash and, um, it sucked. I didn't taste anything other than onions. They, it was, it was written on the menu that they slow roast the brisket. And he said to me, it's the best thing in the world. He actually told me to mix the corned beef, the grits and the eggs all together, like in a messy pile. And that's the best way to eat it. I did that and the onion and the corned beef took over the entire meal. So it was a no go yeah. for me.
1: I, you actually gave me a bite, and I'm actually like, I don't shy away from onions at all. I don't shy away from much really at all. But to be fair, I thought, well, she just doesn't like onions and it's probably pretty good. No, it was really like pretty heavy on the onions. So So
0: I may give it another chance, even though I just said I don't like giving places a second chance. Because to be honest, we didn't go with what all the bloggers were writing about, which was a stuffed French toast. So I think I'm going to give that place another chance and do stuffed French toast. But that's how we started off the day with Clary's. Yep.
1: And then we walked around town a little bit.
0: I did a little bit more than you. You you headed back. I like to uh, always talk to like shop owners and stuff like that. And I got the chance to do that. It was really great. Uh, I got a feel for the city from young people, from older people. Everyone here loves it. I mean, I met with a girl who owns a little boutique. Twenty nine years old. She's owned it for four years was brought here when she was 13 and she just said to me in no uncertain terms, I love Savannah. Like there's no reason for me to live
1: anywhere else. I have yet to talk to a single person who either grew up here or has moved here that doesn't like it. Like there's not a single person that says, Oh, this city, I can't wait to until I go to XYZ. I've yet to hear those words uttered from anyone.
0: Uh yeah. The only thing that we both have heard from everyone is that the summers are brutal. And those mm-hmm. are the words that they use brutal. Uh, some people leave for the summer, other people say, You just stay inside. So um, yeah, summers would be very difficult for me. I'm not a humid, hot and humid person. Other people can handle it just fine. I can't. So yeah. for me, I'd be out. I'd be out from like June to like September. So that would be.
1: you um, wouldn't be out. You'd be in. <laughs> You'd be inside. I'm for going three to months Washington
0: straight. State. I'm going to Washington oh State. My God. Um, okay. Any case, uh, I'm so- willing
1: to chance it. I, I, I definitely want to come back here in the summer to see what it's really like. I, I my theory oh, you're is crazy. it's not any worse than Central Florida. So I don't know. We'll okay, see. Okay. What I'm if wrong. it's like
0: a Chicago summer? You were having a hard time.
1: I'll buy some extra shirts and no, (laughs) no cotton. It's all wicking material.
0: All right. So you'll have your summer wear. You'll have your summer wear closet. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. (laughs) With all your
0: wicking. Oh my God. That is hysterical. Let's get, let's get his summer wear clothes out with all his wicking. Yeah. Um, I don't basically, know what the hell wicking is. It, what it's is basically,
1: wicking? It's basically like plastic clothing. It's just it's <laughs> cl- it's clothing made from petroleum. I think oh, it's like God. golfers wear it, and an hour later, it doesn't look like their shirt was soaked in sweat. So it
0: sounds disgusting.
1: Yeah, but it works.
0: All right. Uh, that evening, we had decided to uh, just hit Savannah hard with one of the. Top rated restaurants and everyone's list. It's on mm-hmm. Instagram because everyone likes taking a picture in front of it. I mean, it's super popular. It's called the Old Pink House. Yep. And we were really fortunate because my friend Lori bought us a hundred and fifty dollar gift certificate as a Christmas gift. And so how lucky were we? There's Lori. usually yeah. Thank you, Lori. There's usually like a two month wait. And Amanda. Amanda. And Amanda, of yeah. course. Lori and Amanda. Thank you. So I knew coming here when we decided, you know, at the very last minute we were actually going to do it when this, the lodging came through, I thought, I'm not going to get, like, I literally called the place and I said, okay, don't start laughing, but do you have a, a reservation for like four days from now? And she did a little chuckle and then she said, let me see. And she's like, well, we actually have a cancellation. So. We were lucky. We got Boom. here on a Wednesday and we had our dinner on Thursday night.
1: You really loved yours. You have this new thing. Denise has this new thing, people, that she likes to do. Oh,
0: tell it to me. I want to Wherever
1: hear she goes, she just uh, wants to order up a side of fried chicken thigh. <laughs> It's like her new thing. It's, it's like, do here. you want a salad or potato with that? No, I'll have a fried chicken thigh. That's <laughs> like, And it began, it, it birthed itself that night at um at the Old Pink it House. It kind of
0: did. Okay, here's the thing. On my walk in the city that day, I was at a shop and one of the girls asked me what we were doing. And I said, oh, we're going to this place called Old Pink House. And she said, oh my gosh. So as a young girl, she said, you have to get the pecan Crusted fried chicken. So I was like, okay, done deal. That's what I'm going to do. Well, I didn't realize that it was pecan crusted um, breast with no bone. And I'm like, I'm in the south. Like, I want to like hold a piece of chicken in my hand and gnaw on it. Like,
1: (laughs) I'm in the
0: south. So when it came up as it was a breast of chicken, I was like, with no bone, with a fork and a knife. That's not how I want to do my my first meal in Savannah.
1: You definitely want the bone-in chicken in the South. I do agree with you there. That's where all the flavor comes from.
0: But then it was starred on the menu that that's like their signature dish. So I was so torn. Like literally, I was like, I can't be at the pink house, not order their signature dish, but then not get fried chicken. Like I just should have left. It was, I was a mess. I was going back and forth the whole time. So finally the waitress was like, look, how about if you ordered the pecan, Chicken breast, cut it with a fork and knife, but I will bring you a thigh on the side of our buttermilk battered fried chicken. Yep. So I was like, "Oh, that sounds perfect. I have two fried chickens, one with a bone, one with buttermilk batter, and the other one with pecan encrusted that I'll cut with a fork and knife. It really was a great combination.
1: <laughs> you highly <laughs> recommend that pairing. I would. Okay, great. Uh-huh. They go well together. <laughs> two two different types of fried chicken I together. would pick okay. up, hold on,
0: hold on, here's what I would do. I would okay. get my fork and knife and cut my chicken and then I put it down and then pick up the piece and eat it Then I was like, whoever was, and this was a really nice restaurant. Like people were dressed nice. So whoever was watching this whole scenario would just shake yeah, in their head. Oh my they feel like that yeah. northerner.
1: I know for sure. I ordered some sort of fish. Uh, I ordered red snapper actually. It was good. Uh, It was small, but it was good. Oh,
0: he complained that it wasn't enough food. And when it arrived, I was like, "Uh uh-oh.
1: It was like $50. I didn't realize that. So our waitress, who wasn't great at all, and I'm just not going to linger on that. Like Service generally, post-pandemic, sucks. I think a lot of people can agree with that, whatever city you're in. but Let's talk about Savannah. But here in the South, it's like, uh, here in Savannah specifically, the one ding I would say is that uh servers generally pound for pound, most places we've gone have taken their sweet ass time doing whatever it is. Oh
0: They could give two shits. There's no
1: urgency whatsoever, even if your food is like getting cold. So let me
0: just get right into it. So we get there, it takes 10 minutes for them to bring us our drinks, No, it took
1: 20 minutes for her to greet us, and then it took 10 minutes for her to bring us the drinks. Okay,
0: I was so hungry, I actually just, I think I went blind. Okay, so 20 minutes for her to greet us, then 10 minutes later, get our drinks. Let's do the numbers, people. We're at 30 minutes now, and we haven't even gotten a single morsel of food. Then she comes back and says, would you like an appetizer? I'm like, oh, yes, perfect. So I order our appetizers and then about 10 minutes pass, right? And we're talking, I'm thinking, oh, this shit's going to come soon, right? Because we're now, if you're doing the numbers, we're at 7.40. We got there at seven o'clock. It's 40 minutes now. And these appetizers should be coming any minute because she took our order 10 minutes ago. At 7.40, she comes to us and says, I'm so sorry. I forgot what you ordered for your appetizer. Can you tell me that again? And I was was like, oh, no. I was just like, no, for the love of sweet baby Jesus, no, I'm not gonna be eating until what time did we get out of that place? We were
1: there for, I think, two hours and 20 minutes, end to end.
0: Right, and then to top it off. So the food was great, but it was one of those experiences where we'll unfortunately never go back because he kept saying to me while we're eating, I'm never coming back here. I'm never coming back (laughs) here. That's all he kept saying. Then we get in the car and he goes, just so you know, I don't care how good your meal was, I'm never going back there. And then we get in the house and I look at him and I say, you have to go back there.
1: Oh my God. I forgot all about this. Holy shit. I left
0: my phone there. She left her phone. (laughs) And I was already in my pajamas. I literally came home, put on my pajamas, looked for my phone. And we were in, because he was so up my ass about getting out of there that I, in a hurry, left my phone on the table. Because there was a lady also going around singing. And I knew once she got to our table, we'd be trapped. yeah, the serenade And so I had to hurry up. And he's like, let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. And in such a rush, I left my phone on the table. So as much as he's saying we'd never go back, I get home, I put my pajamas on, I go grab my phone. And I'm like, honey,
1: honey. And he was like, no. Yeah, she walked out from around the corner and she was already like hair up, jammies, all that shit. And I was still standing there in my shoes. <laughs> I was like- <laughs> Son of a bitch! I gotta go. He had down to go back to the pink house. I was so mad. So we got home, and that was that. And yeah. I and then,
0: know. um, the next day, I like, like I said, I always like to do something local, and I hit the local yoga studio. It's called Savannah Yoga. It was incredible. It was probably one of the most beautiful yoga classes I've ever taken. Oh, really? Yeah, it was oh, okay. amazing, uh, and I—I I, I got. I didn't what?
1: even ask you about it. That's the kind of person I am. So no, you, I mean you just, I always just
0: care about yourself.
1: Well, I mean you just said you're going to yoga, so I just figured you know, ladies sweating and farting. That didn't happen. Okay, good. Yeah. So it was the most beautiful yoga you've ever had.
0: Yeah the the it was different. It was different. Uh, okay. Yoga you usually hold the pose for like thirty to six well forty five to sixty seconds. This class you held it for like two minutes, and it was just. Ooh. Her, But it was it easy. sounds brutal. It was an easy class and her voice was beautiful. And all I kept thinking when I was in the class, because, you know, you're supposed to really focus on your breath because they want your mind to quiet. And I couldn't stop thinking, I wonder what she sounds like when she's screaming at her kids. That's all I could think about was I wonder what this yoga teacher sounds like screaming at her kids because her voice was so soft and calming. You know, I picture, Jackson! <laughs>
1: She might be one of those people that just like reasons with her children. We're not familiar with that style of parenting ourselves.
0: I just literally was like, what does she sound like when she's yelling at her kids? And then after that, we decided to go to another food place for late lunch. Yep called the Crystal Beer Palace because look, we're in Savannah. So we're going to uh, do- We definitely
1: went for all the tourist uh, uh, places right out of the gate.
0: Well, I think. okay. What I try to do, and I've mentioned this before, is when I'm in a city, I'll go to like a local food blogger. In this case, I went to like two, and then I also hit Instagram because I wanted to see the pictures. I really, I don't do Yelp, not anymore. Uh, we, we started our trip doing Yelp, but now I've learned my lesson. There are locals mm-hmm. who write food blogs. So just Check those out. and
1: Yeah, I mean, to be honest, everybody knows that I go to the Yelp and I really prided myself for a long time on the, like I've thrown that out the windows when we got into the Southeastern United States everybody in Florida hates every place they've ever been. So the most you can ever get out of a restaurant is three stars. It's just, the algorithm is totally screwed up in this region of the country. That's my take.
0: So I do local bloggers um, for food and um, Crystal Beer Palace came up on like a lot of people's lists. And the one thing that we have realized that I'm so happy to share with everyone is that there are really no touristy restaurants here and the and, yeah. and, and it's hard to explain they might be on a list they might look touristy but locals go like every place that we were yeah. on a list we were sitting with locals the area that we thought was touristy when we've talked to people they're like that's not touristy like we go there i mean yeah. i've said this to so many people and they look like Look at me like I have bats flying out of my head. They're like, I've had dinner there. Yeah. I go down there and I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop saying the word touristy because it doesn't fit for Savannah because locals do what the tourists yeah, do. Yeah.
1: I mean, we saw plenty of locals down at the riverfront, which is the equivalent, like if you're from LA, like if you're from New York, it's the equivalent of Times Square. If you're from LA, it's it's Hollywood and Highland. If you're from Chicago, it's where the Bean is, whatever that place is. And um, Millennium Park. Millennium Park corrected. Yep. Um, Not to be confused f- with Grant Park. <laughs> so, it's like, that's like- uh, Whatever. It's two that's, episodes yeah, ago. That's an Easter Just, egg from yeah. another episode. Uh-huh. But anyway, uh, it, bottom line is uh, it, it's so strange that you're going to find tourists in Savannah- Intermingled with all the locals. And maybe it's just because it is such a walkable city that people just go to where they want to go and they don't think about whether there are tourists there or not. If um, like we went like the riverfront has plenty of restaurants where there were plenty of locals there. And
0: visually, it looks like a tourist trap. It does. It literally looks like a tourist trap. It absolutely does. You have locals dining there. Yeah. And so we went to Crystal Beer Palace, which was on, again, almost every food bloggers list. And we went there for lunch.
1: We were pulling in and this guy in a Mini Cooper pulls up like fairly close to me from behind. And I'm like grumbling. And then I pull into the spot and I nail it, parallel parking, uh, get out. And as Denise and I are getting out, the one guy, the passenger rolls down his window and he says, hey, great park job. And Denise is so city And she's like, what does that mean? Like, she was all gangster, like out of nowhere. And it really, um, it didn't shine a spotlight on us being from a big city or, you know, where you're just like kind of always on your guard. Someone's always coming at you for money or they have some sort of hustle or angle on you or whatever, or they just have something to say. You're from Chicago, so people just have something to say. They do, you know, it's true. And so cut to, uh, (laughs) I I have to figure out how the parking app works. And so while I'm doing that, it's raining and Denise goes inside.
0: Wait, but let's finish. When I said to him, what does that mean he goes he looked at me goes he did a good job parking yeah and I was like
1: in earnest yeah and she was was like like, oh okay and she was like okay you better you better not come at me and so (laughs) (laughs) I was like oh my god hon tone it down a notch and so uh so anyway I'm dealing with parking app I come in it's raining she's like well I'm going in you figure this out and so uh I'm doing man shit while she's just going in (laughs) Uh out of the rain making friends yeah and uh, I walk in, and the only place to sit is at the bar. And I said, "Well, and, I believe my wife had, has been here or whatever." She goes, "Oh yeah, we're busy, so she didn't want to wait." And she's she went in to look at a place at the bar. I walk in, guess and she's sitting right next to the two dudes in the Mini Cooper. It was so funny. Well,
0: okay, so when they walked in, we all kind of walked in together. I walked in first. They walked in after me, and I was like, "Are they going to say some shit right now?" Like, I literally was like, still like, "What are they?" gonna say and he walked (laughs) in and i saw him and he goes hey he did a really great job parking and and then i had to like like i literally had to catch myself and i said thank you i was wondering what you meant by that like i like because i came (laughs) off so aggressive and so then um He's like, no, he did it like in two in two spins, right? Yep. So then they walked ahead of me while I'm waiting for a table. And I'm like, where the hell are these two going? And I said to the girl, what, what's going on here? And she goes, oh, it's first come, first serve at the bar. And I'm like, oh, I'm following them. Well, it just so happens their seats, there were two extras next to them. Yep. So I literally, as they're walking toward their seat, I yell, I literally yell across the bar, hey, I'm following you. Oh,
1: my God. <laughs> I did. Oh my and God. so,
0: uh, yeah. So, but they were none the wiser. And now, like, well, oh, now they are. I know. I'm like, they're going to listen to this and now know, yeah, yeah. like, I'm so aggro. Totally. But here's so- the truth. And I'm just going to disclaimer right freaking now. The other day, we're walking down the sidewalk and some guy walked up to James. He had a Dodger, Dodger hat on and was like, hey, buddy, how are you doing? Came up to him, patted him on the back and shook his hand. And I'm like, oh, he just pickpocketed James.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: literally, in my head, I'm like, oh, yeah. he literally just took his wallet. And like
1: the nicest guy. It's alarming for Denise when people are just genuinely nice. Yeah, yes. I'm like,
0: what do they want? What yeah. do they want?
1: You had a little bit of this in Texas too, when everybody was so polite to oh, us. Oh,
0: I was like, back you off. You were on edge
1: when we first sat down at Hooters way back when. Oh yeah,
0: I was like, back off.
1: Yeah, you were. <laughs> uh-huh. You were. And then all of a sudden we left friends with everybody. So I
0: literally am thinking like, what do you <laughs> want from me? At all times, what do you want from me?
1: That's city. There's just city living. I mean, there's just no other way around that. I want to
0: be nicer.
1: You can't. I mean, I don't know. I've been with you 20 some years, so. I I try.
0: I really do put in effort. I do put in effort. Every night I go to bed and I say, tomorrow I'm going to be a different person.
1: my God. It doesn't work. I wake up the same. And by by 8.50 a.m.,
0: I'm the same. She's like
1: screaming at me for something and then ready to go out and attack the world. Anyway, um, now you're sweet oh, when you like want Oh, like even be.
0: yesterday I went to pick up, or the day before I went to go pick up to-go food. And again, everybody, there's no urgency on anything. And I know that those girls at the hostess desk thought like, who is this raging biatch? Because I walk in, I'm like, just, I, I, I ordered it. Like just me my food. And they're like, didn't know where it is. And then I'm like, is that it on the bar? And she goes, Oh, it could be. And I'm like, "Oh, do you not work here? Yeah. And, and so it's like a very like- Do you
1: know how to restaurant?
0: I know, but it's also, I think, me not being patient, not being patient. Oh, and I'm sure
1: that's part of it. So
0: I think the not patient thing and thing that everyone's coming at me is not a good combination, especially in a town <laughs> like Savannah.
1: Well, fortunately, we sat down next to two nice, earnest gentlemen named Chip and Ray- and they were our instant friends. Uh, we started talking quickly. They were two high school buddies who uh, had both sor- pseudo recently retired, one sooner than Ray had just retired. And, um, uh, you know, they were from South Carolina originally. They hadn't seen each other in a while. And they were just on this guy's weekend sort of trip. Or, yeah, but or Chip guy's lives trip. here. Chip lives here.
0: And he's, he came from Atlanta. And he was
1: the host, Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, we got all their details. So Chip is, Chip moved here with his wife, uh, five, six years ago, something like yeah. that. And, uh, to be closer to their grandchildren and, uh, not missing Atlanta one bit. They were really excited. Uh, he, he lives in a suburb called Rincon and knew quite a bit about Savannah. In the process of talking with them, I got a lot of information about restaurants to hit. You made a friend. I did make a friend. Chip invited me because he's a season ticket holder for the Ghost Pirates, which is the ECHL. It's the minor leagues for the National Hockey League. He knew that you were going to be clearing out and going to Corpus Christi to see Parker.
0: Yeah, I took a four-day hiatus from Savannah to go visit Parker, our oldest in um corpus christi texas so he he asked james well heck she's gonna be gone yeah let's Come have party. a boys night
1: yeah he wanted it like ray was going back to south carolina and i was next man up so you, you really were <laughs> and like, james
0: right away said i'll go and i'm like who, I'm like, who is this person hell like yeah, i go. literally was like who is this person how right often now? do
1: you get like a local who's willing to like take you places and you know i just um i mean i guess it happens but it's like our first indoctrination in Savannah. And it's like within three days of being here, sure. I have the opportunity to spend uh, a dinner and a night and a game and all this other stuff with an actual local, like somebody I can pick their brain and talk about their experience here and, uh, Oh yeah, by the way, he's a guy's guy who likes sports, who, you know, has had been successful in his own endeavors in business and life and it's like slightly older, uh, I think maybe 8 or 9 years older than me, maybe 10 years older, doesn't matter, totally young at heart, totally young in mind and um
0: yeah, and uh, I laugh because James always says you make friends wherever you go. I'm like Ooh, he made a friend. I did make a friend.
1: (laughs) I made a friend. Chip, I love you, bro. Anyway, uh, so- So how was the hockey game? uh, Yeah, so let's get into- Well, first we talk about Crystal Beer Palace. Oh, I'm so sorry. Let's go back I did break my moratorium on fried fish and I ordered the fried fried flounder sandwich because the bartender and everybody was recommending it to me. And so uh, I wasn't drinking beer that day. It was delicious as advertised. It was the fried flounder Reuben, which sounds ridiculous, (laughs) uh, but it was really, really good. And what did you order for lunch?
0: I went there wanting the fried chicken.
1: You went there wanting the fried Uh chicken? Because
0: it was fried chicken Friday and that's what they do. Did you order
1: a a side of fried chicken with your fried chicken? No, they
0: sold out of the fried chicken. It was only one o'clock and they sold out of the fried chicken already. So I ended up asking the uh, bartender, because we sat at the bar like, what should i get like what's the second recommendation and she said shrimp and grits i'll just tell you for me when a when i ask a waitress her opinion i will take it i only don't do it if it's really heavily in something i hate hate like um i'm not a big pork person so if they they tell me pork i won't do it if they uh, tell me you know like an onion dish i won't do that but n- nine out of 10 times. If I ask the recommendation, I do what they say. So I asked her, she said shrimp and grits and it was delicious. Mm-hmm. And then we had the lobster bisque soup. Delicious. So, um,
1: And then you polished it uh, off. No, it was so
0: painful. The I'm,
1: legendary, what is now legendary in Skip Town lore. Fried, the legendary-
0: Fried go, pound cake.
1: Fried pound it cake. It was,
0: I just talking about it now makes me ooh. Like, like that, like I'm just fried,
1: like, just say that, just repeat that to your doctor.
0: It fried, was I had
1: fried pound cake before I arrived. Delicious, here
0: today, it was <laughs> insane, and I hurt myself. Like I couldn't eat.
1: You were I, useless the rest of the day. I didn't
0: eat the next day until I think three o'clock, and I have no desire to ever have fried pound cake again. Um, it was just too much. It's like I had the fried chicken on Thursday. I had the shrimp and grits. I had the corned beef hash for breakfast, the shrimp and goods for lunch, and then fried pound cake at 2.30. It just wasn't right. My body was like, what the hell? But it was the most delicious thing I've ever had, but I can't have it again.
1: You can't have it again. It's
0: literally fried. It was a fried. It was, there was a crust on it. And then yeah. you, you you break open the crust and there's pound cake underneath. Oh yeah,
1: I remember hun. I had two bites of it and I was like, I can't do this. I like ate the My, whole order, thing. my arteries are it, And it was like
0: the size of a cheesecake slice from oh the my Cheesecake God. No, Factory.
1: It came out and I said specifically, and it made the guys laugh. I go, that's bigger than your head.
0: Yeah, it may have been.
1: Yeah. And they laughed heartily at that joke. So anyway, going back to my friends, Chip and Ray, they both recommended we go Mm -hmm. out to Tybee Island, T-Y-B-E-E Island. Wow. Uh, It was raining that day and we still went for it. We did. They
0: said it's 20 minutes from here and they were really accurate. It was 20 minutes. Yep. Um, We knew that it was kind of a, well, let's put it this way. We knew that we probably should see it while we're here because it kept popping up on all my lists. But I wasn't interested in going to Tybee because I knew it was a drive outside of Savannah. And I really just wanted to focus on Savannah. I didn't want to leave. Um, But when he said to us, it's only 20 minutes, it's raining out. There's not much more you can do around the city because you can't walk it right now. So just drive there. And I was like, you know what? He's right.
1: Yeah. Um, And we needed to walk off the pound cake anyway. So... What better way to do that? Uh, Tybee Island is really easy. Like you get on the on the main highway that takes you out to Tybee Island, and you literally just follow it until it ends. It's so crazy. Um, it's a great, cleanish, mostly little beach town. Um, it's like Daytona, only nice. Uh, yep. It's the best way I can yep. describe it. That is the it's best not way not to like describe top it. Top show. It's not Naples. It's no. not any of those types of. It's not Hilton Head. Town. It's not Huntington Beach. No. It's not any of those. It's, it's like, not Malibu. Yeah. It's one of the most beautiful beaches I think. It was a cloudy day, but it, the Atlantic Ocean was there, lots of sand, lots of places to throw an umbrella.
0: It just felt like something out of a magazine. I now I know the movie that Miley Cyrus and um and um the Hemsworth brother made together was done at Tide. Like what?
1: Chris Hemsworth or Liam?
0: Which one's the baby? I, I
1: don't think know. it's Liam. I, I think th-
0: Chris is the older one that does all the I ex- actually
1: up until a few years ago I thought they were the same person
0: different people, just both beautiful. So the baby brother, that's the one that was married to Miley Cyrus, um, they filmed their beach movie at Tybee. I actually thought when I went there, okay, this is just me again being me. There must be something wrong with this beach because I've never <laughs> heard of it. Yeah. So the water must be polluted. They probably can't swim a certain amount of time uh, you know, out of the summer days. There must be like, a, you know, uh a cancellation on summer days for swimming. Like there's something going on here because how have I never heard of this place? Never. I've heard of Hilton Head. I'm in Chicago. Everyone goes to Hilton Head. Yeah. Tybee's only 45 minutes from there or maybe less. So it's like yeah. how have I never heard of this place? I know, I
1: can't imagine like in the 70s, 80s and 90s, right? like if you couldn't afford to go to Hilton Head. Right. Like like Tybee is I right there. So we
0: keep asking every single person we come into contact with, what's wrong with Tybee Island? Or do you go to Tybee Island? Or why have we never heard of Tybee Island? Yeah,
1: and this is a proper way to say it. All the Savannians, not Savannans, not whatever, it's Savannians, not Savanians, um, all of them say, Yeah, I don't know. Tybee, like, of course. Why wouldn't you go to Tybee Island? They or people from Atlanta come or people from South Carolina come. Uh no,
0: but honestly. Nobody from
1: Florida comes up to Tybee Island, I guess, just because they go to other Florida beaches. But
0: Well, I asked more than one person and they said, they said it's a local beach for Savanians. It's a hidden gem. Like it really all is. I kept doing was walking around thinking and saying as I'm thinking it, I need to bring my girls here. Yeah. I need to bring my girls here. Um It's, I can't, it's just beautiful. Look it up, Tybee, T Y B E. We actually,
1: yeah, we needed to bring our girls here like 10 years ago. I know. um, you know, now that it's like, I mean, they're a little older, they would still enjoy it. It's a beach town. Um, But I can definitely see like this place is teeming with families in the summer.
0: Yep, yep, 100%. Because
1: it seems like it would be affordable for families.
0: Yeah. It reminds me of that town, remember the movie Jaws? Like when all the families would go to this place out in Jersey and yeah. that's what that seems like, minus the shark. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, we're going to need a bigger boat to <laughs> okay. carry your fried pound cake because you were still useless on the beach <laughs> that day. I was. All right, listeners, we asked you for your submissions on your favorite hometown and the place you've fallen in love with. Our submission this week comes from...
0: Alice and Jean From Rhode Island. Oh my gosh. She has been sending us messages, listens to each episode, tells us what her thoughts are on what we would like in Rhode Island. I mean, I'm always getting updates like, hey, I thought of this place. You should really check this place out. Are you ever coming to visit?
1: Let's uh, read one of her submissions right now. Good morning. I've been living in Rhode Island all my life. I'm 48. I was born and raised in Newport. My parents built a house and moved about 20 miles north to tyverton when i was a sophomore in high school where i still reside now newport is absolutely gorgeous being on an island called Aquidneck neck island it is surrounded by water touristy in a pricey town a lot of historical mansions on tour funny fact you can drive across rhode island from massachusetts to connecticut on i-95 in 45 minutes Our capital, Providence, is a beautiful area to spend some time as well. We have Brown University there, Providence Performing Arts Center where I saw Burt Kreischer perform. It's beautiful and the second largest theater of its kind in the country. Our old mayor, Buddy Cianci, might have been corrupt, but he did a lot of beautiful improvements to the waterfront in Providence. So thank you, Allison, for your submission and for your troubles this week. You get a $25 Amazon gift card courtesy of the Skiptown All-Stars in your inbox. We appreciate all the input you guys send us. Keep them coming. Now, back to the show. Did we do the ghost tour that same night? We We did, because it was raining. Oh, so you weren't useless that day. I was You actually did a lot of walking after your- I needed to. You just complained the whole night. And I didn't eat. Yeah, you did not eat dinner. I didn't I eat till that. the next day. We didn't have dinner, yeah.
0: I know, I didn't eat literally until the next day at 5 <clears throat> o'clock, like Saturday. Like mm. I had that fried pound cake at 2.30 and I didn't eat till Saturday at 4.
1: You were good. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's talk about the ghost tour.
0: Okay, so I had decided to um, book us a ghost tour because, you know, when you're in Savannah, you got to do all things creepy, I feel at least. So we did a couple of creepy things. And James and I always like to do, you know, the very touristy things, but sometimes we do things off the beaten path. A ghost tour isn't very off the beaten path here in Savannah. Lots of people do ghost tours. We did a walking ghost tour. I really wanted to be on foot. There's several you can do. You can do them in a trolley. You can do them on foot. You can do a bike ghost tour. But this one, I was like, ooh, a walking ghost tour would be great. It was raining. So I thought, are they going to cancel it? And then when I called, they said, oh rain on a ghost tour is even better. They're like, hell no, we're not canceling. Yep. So we went and it was raining and it was awesome. I mean, I would highly recommend it. And this particular company I was very happy with. Um, I think our tour guide was probably an ex-theater Student oh, or definitely. something. Oh, definitely.
1: You know, uh, I'm not sure you caught it, but he does all those like Civil War and like Revolutionary War reenactments. Uh-huh. He has done them in Virginia. Uh-huh. He totally seems like <laughs> that guy. Yeah, um, he was awesome. He was great. He was chock full of information. His presentation, his politeness, his kindness, everything with he was everybody. Very in southern. Our, he was very southern. Uh, uh, but it was funny. There were moments where I was like, "Oh, I wonder what at what time he turns off this persona." Like at night, when he's at home with his. Oh family or his wife or whatever. The minute
0: the last tip hits that jar, yeah. he's he's done being oh, that yeah. person. Oh yeah.
1: Sure he's like, "Oh god, it was cheap asses."
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> so the one thing that we learned a lot on this tour is that um in Savannah, they happen to move the dead quite a bit. Mm. So they'll bury you somewhere, but then they need to build a road and then they'll move you. And in some cases, guess what? They won't move you at all. They will just build that parking lot. And we were standing literally on top of several, several graves. It could be up to 100 in a parking lot, one particular parking lot.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the thing you got to remember when you're talking about Savannah is you're talking about 300 years of dead people Mm -hmm. who have been in, it's not geographically, Savannah is not a huge place,
0: no, not at all, you know, yeah, and
1: so uh that's a lot of people being piled on top of people, yeah, and like if you they said can't they can't
0: move them then then like there were some cases where they just couldn't move the dead, there was too many of them to move, so they built they built put streets. A parking lot right they literally put streets over them, and then as time you know obviously uh progressed and things got more busy, that street now may have been turned into a back alley. And then that back alley now is a parking lot. So there was a point where we were standing in an alley, part of a parking lot, and it used to be like an old cemetery. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, it was yeah. an old cemetery. And there are ghost sightings there supposedly uh, in that area all the time. Yeah, So there are bones everywhere in the city. There are. Um, yeah. you're probably walking on them at some point.
1: Um, so, uh, but we, let's talk about, let's talk about ghosts
0: and the, um, and Colonial, Colonial Park Cemetery, which is famous.
1: Colonial Park Cemetery was sort of the last stop on our ghost tour. So yes. we're going a little out of order. but, uh, there are actual vaults like family vaults that are made out of brick that abut the sidewalk. So if you can picture uh, you're walking down the sidewalk. Oh god. There's cemetery gate, cemetery gate, cemetery. Oh my god, that's a vault, like right on the edge of the sidewalk. Well, and you could like it's
0: open. Like it's, it's it's you
1: could you could take a sledgehammer to this thing. Well, if yeah, because the if gate you were is, so inclined.
0: The gate is designed the around the opening of the vault.
1: Yeah, totally. And like, no, literally the bricks meet. The sidewalk.
0: Yeah, there's no there's no there's fence no game there. There's no gate in between, yeah.
1: right? And so, um, you know, and and there are like these little archways where, like, you could just totally like they're just cemented in. If you if somebody really wanted to be nutty and you know bust into these grave, thankfully people are more respectful here than that. Although I hear in the cemetery they had to close it after dark because there were like some satanic rituals yes, and stuff yes. going on. Um, but all kinds of crazy uh, factoids we learned about how people especially families, would bury their loved ones here- In the vaults. In the vaults. Go Uh, get to it. In every generation of every family, there's sort of a designated bone crusher in every single family. So, you know, whoever- I don't
0: know if that's their title. I really wonder what their legit title is. Let's
1: just call it what it is, because this person is taxed with when the mausoleum or the vault for the family becomes full, they're the ones who are required to go in there and smash up all the bones to make room for future dead family members.
0: Yeah, that's what they do. Uh So we, we labeled them as bone crushers. I don't know like what the legit title is in the family, but I would hate to be that person. Like Joey, are you going to like bust up some bones tonight to make way for Aunt yeah, Mary? Yeah.
1: yeah, totally. Somebody's got to get in there, Timmy. <laughs> you drew the short straw, Rochambeau. You lost. Oh Paper beats rock. Get your ass in there, kid. You I know? just
0: wonder what happens when the bones hit the ceiling and you can't crush them anymore.
1: Well, I don't know. I, I think don't you know if you've ever gotten, a- yeah, you probably have to like maybe uh, build a second floor. I'm not sure. <laughs>
0: You just said build a second floor. If you have the means. Well, in any case, you see these vaults everywhere. And honestly, had we not taken this ghost tour, we wouldn't have known the history behind the fact that there are many many dead people and when i said this to somebody they go oh it's a mausoleum but um, no 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 there are no caskets there they're no, there are no ca- they're just bones they're just yeah. bones that they literally shove the person's body in through the archway seal it back up and then when somebody else dies they break it down throw another body in there seal it back up there yep. are no caskets in there it's bones
1: so really what you're hoping for in each family is like time expires in between each loved one to oh. where their body can decompose to a point Point where you can like successfully go in there and smash it up anyway that's all morbid but uh my big takeaway from the ghost story i have two number one we didn't see any ghosts so i'm highly disappointed
0: Well, I'm not, because I thought it was awesome. I didn't care. It was a fun tour. I thought it was so good. And I didn't expect to see a ghost. Did you really expect to see a ghost?
1: I thought I'd feel a little creepiness. Remember when he had me walk across that one parking lot with that lady? Yes. So our tour guide, again, was fantastic. He took turns picking on everybody in the group. Uh And at one point, I had to go, you know, they said, have you ever felt an eerie experience? Well, I actually have. I used to be a stage manager at an ancient Hollywood stage called Occidental Studios. And- Multiple people died at this place. So there were nights when I was closing up after these, you know, sort of uh, production shoots, and I would have to go down a specific hallway that freaked me the hell out every single time. Didn't matter how, like, I didn't even know about the ghost stories until I told one of the other workers, and I was like, literally, the hair on the back of my neck was standing up. I didn't get that feeling walking across this parking lot in Savannah. So that's my point of reference. He said, did you feel anything? I go, no, no energy, no nothing. I hated to be like a killjoy, but I was being honest. And the lady next to me was like, yeah, I didn't feel anything either. Uh, we also learned on these uh, tours uh that there were certain bars around town or like old school taverns reminding you, this is a seafaring town. There were a lot of uh spaniards fighting with the british and all this other sort of stuff going on here uh and in the mix of all these colonials coming over there were also opportunistic pirates
0: i know it's so crazy when i heard about pirates. pirates i'm like okay so please stop it right now with the pirates i, I
1: guess and it, uh, he says there's actually a tunnel downtown near riverfront where if uh you know let's just say james went to the bar one night and got a little too drunk and passed out in the corner, James may find himself being drugged through one of these tunnels at midnight and thrown onto a ship where then he would have a choice to either work as a pirate or, <laughs> or row the boat or do whatever on the on the deck uh, or walk the plank. Um, sounds like a really shitty hangover to me, uh, but that was one of the other little factoids on the tour that I thought was worth mentioning.
0: What would you do? Would you walk the plank or be a pirate?
1: Hmm. Oh, no, I'd be a pirate. I think really, I mean- I may have just, I think I'm the type of person that probably would have volunteered to be a pirate.
0: Oh, all right.
1: I'm like, oh, you guys are pirates? I love pirates. Tell me more. Where do you guys go? What do you do? It would have been like talking to Chip and Ray at the beer palace. (laughs) You know? And then the next thing I know, they're like, hey, listen, our pirate ship is leaving Saturday night and your wife's not in town. Do you want to come out on the pirate ship with us? And I'd be like, Fuck yeah, let's go out on the pirate ship. i I don't
0: think it's like that. I think like if you're a pirate, you're committed. There's like, you're committed. There's no on and off the pirate ship.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, they may have been a little disinclined to let me come back when you got back from Corpus Christi, but. Maybe. The upside is I'd be a pirate.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's pretty cool. Which yeah. which eye would you wear the patch on?
1: Oh, uh, I think I see better out of my right eye. So, so it'd be the lefty. I, it'd be the lefty. Okay. Yeah. Um, so
0: then I left for Corpus. Now let's talk about your hockey game, right? You said it was fun.
1: You left that morning at like four past hell. And um, <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, I took you there. I came back, took a nap. It was time to meet Chip for lunch. And we went to a great place called Trailer Park Hitch. Now there are three restaurants in Savannah that uh, all are part of the Trailer Park group. One is called Trailer Park. And when I say trailer, I believe it's T-R-E-Y-L-O-R, it Park is. Hitch. Yep. And um, we uh, we met at the Hitch one, which is a smaller one. Uh, a lot of cool Southern food. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, I should mention the third one is called the- Hipster.
0: Du- it's like a hipster place. It is.
1: The third one is called the Double Wide Diner. So I believe each one of them offers slightly different things on their menu, but the core menu is pretty much the same. And so uh, I got the Southern Sloppy Joe. It was nuts. It was so good. Uh, I at least- it, it wasn't super healthy, I'll admit, but at least it wasn't fried. so uh we did so have get, you
0: set your have you set your bar now so low?
1: that I just don't eat fried food and that's healthy? Yeah, yeah, okay that's exactly. I mean I'm in the south so all
0: right, that's how we're doing it.
1: yeah uh I even had vegetables. I had fried pepper rings. you your okay <laughs> so that was a great appetizer. It was fried. Yeah.
0: Okay. You said no fried.
1: I know I did, but uh, Chip ordered them and they were great. He he was. Kind you break to a lot share. of rules. Ooh.
0: Your rules that you create, you break.
1: I know it's true. I do. I do. Uh, Killer place. I recommend all three restaurants. Try them out. Uh, great concept. Fun concept. Little bar in the middle. Uh, the bartender's still slow as shit. Slow as shit. But our waitress. Slow as shit. Every time I've been there, our waitress has been pretty good. So in fairness, Trailer Park Hitch. Boom. Um, At one
0: point. When I went there with you, I said, "Did you forget my food?" And he goes, "No." <laughs> <laughs> yep. I literally was like, "Did you place my order?" Said, yeah, and I was like, "Okay." Oh my god! <laughs> Back to patience.
1: Yep. So uh, uh, okay. So uh, then after that, uh, it was we had plenty of time between uh, eating and going to the hockey game. So Chip was cool enough to take me to the historic Grayson Stadium here in Savannah. Currently, it's where the Savannah Bananas play. They are baseball's answer to the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, okay. It is a party and a show more than it is a baseball game. Mm. It was raining that day. There is no baseball in season at the moment. It's February. Oh, that's a bummer. i want to go about. see them. I know, but I was able to find, they actually have their own baseball yellow banana uh, yellow banana colored uh, baseballs. I was able to find one. It was so strange. We pulled up and we walked up to the fence and uh, we were trying to look through. And then we realized all of a sudden, like, hey, this door's open over here. So there was a, some sort of concession worker or manager in there, like way in the back. We could hear them tinkering around a little bit but uh, it was cool because it, with that door being open, like we could walk actually into the stadium, and I was able to see the field. I was able to see where the people sit. That's I think cool. it holds about four to five thousand people. Uh, great family event. Uh, but then we went to End Market Arena, which is like the biggest arena around here, uh, where people go to see shows, concerts, um, sporting events, sporting events, and so. Uh, this particular night, as we said, we were going to see the Ghost Pirates. The guys have a chance to move up to the NHL, depending on who they are. As Chip explained to me, um, you can usually tell who they are on the ice because they will be the guys towering over everybody else. There's a lot of short guys on this team who can oh. skate and score. And we saw plenty of fistfights fights. It's crazy at the minor league level. People are still wanting to throw down. We saw one guy get into three fights. Like somebody punched him three times.
0: Was he little or big?
1: Uh, He was a medium sized guy, but you know they weren't
0: picking on a little guy. They just oh no, he was
1: just such an asshole the entire game that like (laughs) all the like I think all the Ghost Pirates punched him at one point that night. So. And it was oh. an exciting game. Uh oh the Ghost Pirates were down four to one and they came back and tied it up four to four and it went into overtime. And at the very end of overtime, the other team with like two or three seconds left, they won. So that, as it turns out, would not be our first foray at End Market Arena.
0: No, I mean it was your first foray. Yeah. But um, my first foray was I went and saw Burt Kreischer. Uh, at yep. n Market when I returned from Corpus Christi. So we were supposed to do a podcast with Bert when he got into Florida on the 19th, yep. but we know his schedule is crazy. His own wife, Leanne, tells me all the time how mm-hmm. crazy his schedule is. So I wasn't surprised at all when they had to cancel the podcast because he had which I can now tell he, everybody yeah. he had a surprise guest appearance at the Daytona 500 the next morning next day or next morning whatever he, he had to deal. be there yeah a huge deal
1: I'm not saying that's as big as being with skip Town all stars for a podcast agreed I'm sure he had to
0: really mill it over like I he know. probably went back and forth with his manager saying I'm I don't sure know it came
1: down to a coin toss.
0: I I think it did. So um, with that being said, and we knew that we couldn't meet up with him in Florida, we decided let's just see him in Savannah while we're here. And that's what we did. So um, unfortunately, James couldn't join because he was where?
1: I was at the ER.
0: Yeah. So he- I was still feeling under the
1: weather. And uh, yeah. yeah,
0: and so uh, so he didn't go with me to see Bert, but I went to End Market on my own, and I have to tell you, it's incredible. They offer this service. So we are in a city of one hundred fifty seven thousand people, right? 157000 and boy, do they bend over backwards for their residents. Uh, they have a transportation system here that's free. It's called the DOT. Yep. And it, it covers a certain area of the historic and the Victorian. And then if you want to go to end market, you can take a beautiful shuttle for free. And when I say beautiful, it's not a school bus. Yeah. It's leather seats. It's kind of like when you go to a bachelor party and someone like will rent a party van or something like that. It is so nice. Yep. It's free. So all you have to do is park where the buses are located. That parking is free too. It's street parking. They do have a lot, but it's minimal. It's like $2 an hour. Uh, and you take the shuttle to end market. They drop you off. Then when the show is over, you pick the shuttle back up. Like I can't wrap my head around. Why a city of 11 million people can't offer something like this, but a city of 157,000, they have free transportation in the Victorian and downtown area, which covers miles and yep. a free shuttle to one of the most popular arenas in their town. Like talk about catering to their residents. It just, it makes you feel like someone gives a shit. I swear to God. It's
1: crazy. Yeah, It
0: is. It's crazy. We're so
1: not used to that
0: no not not at all so I went and was pleasantly surprised by so much so about the su- the shuttle service I, I I literally came home and was like Bert was great but you got to hear about the shuttle service
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I think having seen Bert as many times as we have it's like you know we kind of know the show back and forth by this point yeah there
0: were still some uh, we, we, we still always some... know when
1: he's doing new stuff of course yeah
0: but uh, and then a couple of days later we went back to end market because James booked tickets to go see a band called Whiskey Myers
1: Whiskey Myers, Rival Sons, and a newer band called Weathered Souls. We're talking like Texas uh rock. country rock. Yeah really great bands uh, I was pretty excited when I booked the tickets I originally thought one of them was from Savannah but it turns out none of them were uh, they worked with a producer in Savannah on one of their albums I would later find so I wasn't sure if some of them were hometown boys or whatever but I thought it would be special to see them in their own element it turns out no they're from Palestine Texas they're from somewhere else entirely but uh, they've had a run of like 12 years if you're into country and you're into rock and roll or good old boy rock or whatever they want to call call it. Uh, You definitely know who this band is. They've had songs on Yellowstone, uh, the show and uh, you know, just various other I think
0: also, didn't you say like one of the bands had a show on um what's the one with Jason Bateman?
1: Oh, a song on Ozarks. Yeah, Ozarks. I think so. I think one of the bands did. I'm not entirely sure. But either way, Rival Sons was amazing.
0: Okay. I had never heard of any of these bands and I'm a music person. Um, And so I was like, huh? And I went there and I was like, wow, they're really good. Like all three of them, all three of them were good. So yeah, so it was another trip to end market in my great shuttle. So I found someone to do a four hour walking tour, which turned into a five hour walking tour.
1: Which sounds like unbridled hell to most of you, I know, but stick with us for a moment.
0: Yeah, because the beauty of a private tour is that you can turn it into whatever you want. So during our tour, and this is the beauty of getting a private tour, the tour guide will take you to places and talk about things that you couldn't do with a group. Like for instance, she said to us, oh, she pointed to a shop and said, oh, that place has been here for a while. And it's a guy who makes all leather goods. Like the entire store is his leather goods. Like the working space is right there. And then he sells it. I'm like, let's go. We did. We spent like a half an hour in there, maybe 20 minutes. Like I bought quite a bit of items from him and he was there right behind the counter, like greeting everybody. Um, I wouldn't have gotten that on a group walking tour. We may have passed it, but I couldn't have said, Hey, can we stop in and do some shopping? And yeah. we did. Um, the funny thing about this tour is that when I was calling around for a tour, for tours, I called somebody who no longer does them, but he referred me to her. That gentleman asked me, What have you done in Savannah since you've been here? And I told him at that point a couple places we've gone to eat. And then I said, Oh, we did our ghost tour. He was so oh, quick to poo poo that ghost tour. And he said to me, I'm a man of God. There are no such thing as ghosts. So I made fun of him the moment I hung up, but I made fun of him for days and days. And then so wait, he
1: said, "I'm a man of God. Yeah, I don't believe in ghosts. So I, I don't know. believe in ghosts. Yeah, I was. Isn't on the-, the whole like like when you die, your spirit goes somewhere? Like, yeah, look, isn't that the gist of? I'm assuming he's a Christian. So Christianity, like like uh, I'm speaking as a Catholic. Like part of the Holy Trinity is the Holy Spirit." Like, yeah, isn't look, that a huge part?
0: Yeah, he was an idiot. I'm not going to lie. Like, okay, because my brother and sister-in-law are born again, and my sister-in-law will tell you they are by believing, they walk with the Lord, and she'll tell you they're evil evil, evil spirits. She will be the first one to say to you, she feels something not good, and she has said that many times. So for this guy to say he doesn't believe is just bullshit. Anyway-
1: So do you walk with the Lord?
0: Okay, this- isn't do you, do you walk with the Lord? This or do you
1: just casually meet the Lord once in a while I for lunch? I meet him once
0: in a while for lunch. Okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, so I got this tour guide, right? And I was so excited to tell her that we went on this ghost tour because we're in Savannah and everyone knows it's one of the most haunted cities in the country. And um, yeah, first thing she said was, yeah, I don't believe in ghosts. I was like, what?
1: Nobody you-? believes in ghosts in the most haunted city in America. Agreed. Allegedly.
0: Yeah, agreed. I was like, and I tried to like get it out of her in other ways. Nope, she still stuck to that, that she did not believe in ghosts. At one point, she did admit that there was a house that was haunted. Like, like I don't even know if she uh, if she agreed that it was haunted or was just stating, oh, yes, this house is supposedly haunted. Like, I don't know her exact words, but I tried, like, even in that moment, I was like, did she just say it was haunted? Did she just admit it was haunted? And I I can't for say with 100% certainty, I got her to admit this house was haunted. She wasn't admitting that. She was not. She was just no. stating that people have said it was haunted.
1: That's what she was Okay.
0: Saying. So anyway, so the five-hour tour was incredible. We learned a ton about Savannah, but look, I'm not here to be your history guide because the truth is I know very little of history. I'm not even going to pretend.
1: You got the wrong show if you're expecting oh, Denise to be your no, history I'm guide. No, I'm that
0: person on the street. Like you ever see how like, remember like when the Daily Show and like when like S- Saturday Night Live, like they'll go, like they'll do a man on the street and they'll ask like a basic history shit and- everyone will laugh because someone will say they don't know that the House of Representatives is different than this or like that they'll think that like someone was uh, not a president when they were a president, like stupid stuff. That's me. Like I oh, yeah. never laugh at those people because I'm like, I hope they don't catch me on the street. Just don't catch me on the street. So I'm not mm-hmm. here to talk history. I'm here to be surprised by the history I learned. That's all this yeah, is. Yeah. And,
1: and to recite uh, sort of uh, old old wives tales or like Remember when Mikey died of pop rocks? Remember when Mikey from Life Serials oh, yeah, yeah. allegedly uh-huh. died of pop? Yeah. yeah, that shit never happened. Yeah, I believe all that though. Were you were, oh, yeah. how old were you before you? Like, am I just giving no, you new information? Just telling me
0: right now, he's still alive.
1: Yeah, he's, I mean, I don't know if he's still alive, but that's not why he died. Oh,
0: yeah, no. I thought he died from pop rocks. Okay, so any history that we're spewing is truly in my, uh, just from me, bullshit. from Bonnie. No, it's from Bonnie. So okay. if Bonnie is bullshit, oh, okay. then it's bullshit. Oh, okay. Because I thought you were I'm say- not saying this from history books. I have. No, uh, I slept okay. from first grade to 12th grade in history class. So no, we if can just forget it's coming from it.
1: Bonnie, it's gospel. If it's coming from us, it could be bullshit. But
0: look, you can look all this stuff up on your own. So we are seriously not going to bore you with the history of Savannah. We're just going to... Bullet point the shit that we liked.
1: That's right. Go. 1733, James Oglethorpe was commissioned to start a colony for King George, and he appropriately named that colony Georgia. How about that? It was
0: the 13th colony. I just learned that. The 13th
1: colony, yes. No lawyers, no slavery and nobody other than Protestants were allowed. I think that's a pretty good grouping. Like I think we're talking, well, I don't know about the Protestant thing, but if you're talking no lawyers and no slavery, I think you're setting down two major cornerstones of a pretty progressive utopian society.
0: Yeah, and, and as, as Bonnie told it to us, um, he was kind of a hippie. Yeah. Like he really wanted like free thinkers. Yeah. That's why he don't want lawyers. Because yeah. they just manipulate everything.
1: <laughs> but of course, we screwed it up because Georgia approved slavery in 1751. It was one of their, uh, I believe, it was one of their prerequisites to become officially recognized as a colony in the United States. Something like that.
0: We're not history buffs here, yeah, don't so don't take
1: me at that. But yeah. anyway, it was uh, they basically had to agree. In order to be a southern state eventually, yes. That uh, something like that. They had to allow slavery. So uh that said But they
0: came in with no slavery. That was amazing. Like everyone else, everyone else was enslaving people. They were like, no, we don't really believe in this.
1: Right. But and so uh what you have are um, you know, conveniently nobody else of any other religious denomination is allowed here, except within a few months of arriving. Within a few months of arriving, James Oglethorpe's only doctor. In the colony died.
0: Right, because everybody was sick. So as Bonnie explained it to us, they it was it yellow fever, was it malaria, or was it just the Georgia heat? Because really, like they is the first time they'd experienced this kind of hot and humid, what killed so many people that had I mean, just landed. Like literally, it just boots on the ground and like. A lot of them are dying and then the doctor dies. So they're like, Oh shit. Everyone's dead and the doctor's dead. What do we do?
1: Yeah. And it's kind of like if we were to move to Mexico and just start eating plants right out of the ground and using the water there, it's like different bacteria, different, you know, you name it. So, um, yeah. So within a few months and especially when the hotter months came, uh, the colony quickly figured out like, Oh, we're all getting sick, including Dr. Cox who just died. Mm Uh, conveniently, 42 Portuguese Jews arrived shortly thereafter. And wouldn't you know it, there was a Jewish doctor on board.
0: They Okay, they literally wanted no one here. They didn't want the Protestants. They didn't want lawyers. But the minute that they saw a doctor on their ship, they're like, come. And you're you know, good.
1: But obviously, because of the magical healing powers of having a Jewish doctor catch your beck and <laughs> call, uh, these people started to make a turnaround. Yeah, they did. And they were starting to become healthy again. Yeah, so they and, let
0: the Jews stay.
1: Yeah. And if you were to walk downtown right now, you're going to see a very episcopalian looking <laughs> church with the star of david outside of it because it is it is, crazy. A, it is a, i think one of the oldest synagogues if not the oldest synagogue in the united but states but it
0: looks like a church it legitimately looks like a church it looks like, a, like a
1: cathedral yeah yeah it's like, crazy this does not look like a synagogue so the other thing we learned on the history tour one of the big takeaways was the first girl scout ever was born here in savannah
0: yeah, it was kind of incredible. Um, her house, she used her garage as, um, a place to start the organization. And it's called a carriage house. She turned it into the home of where she started the Girl Scouts. So, um, it's now a museum. You can tour it. Mm-hmm. And, um, just a few blocks down from that is her actual birthplace. So this was not her birthplace. This was the home that she had with her husband where she started the Girl Scouts. And her actual birthplace is just two blocks away.
1: Yep. And uh she had a really storied life, actually. She was married to a guy. What was her
0: name? Juliet Gordon Lowe Juliet
1: Gordon Lowe. Lowe. She was born here and she married a well-to-do gentleman here. They were both well, they were wealthy.
0: Yeah, she came from money.
1: She did. And uh as did he. And eventually, though, their marriage went sour, and she was to learn that her husband was traipsing around London with a mistress out in society openly. Yep. And it caused her a lot of embarrassment. And after a while, she eventually agreed to divorce this man, which was- kind of unheard of. Really scandalous for that time. Yeah. But as luck would have it-
0: Within a couple months of their divorce being finalized, he
1: croaked. Yes. So they were never officially divorced. This sounds like a lifetime movie in the making. uh, But she befriended in her travels back and forth from the UK, she befriended a guy named Robert Baden Powell, who had started the service scouts or some, I was a really shitty boy scout, so excuse me. But uh, he started some sort of scouting organization there. It had been migrated, or maybe he started the boy scouts and it had migrated to the United States. Whatever the case, he was instrumental in working with her And sort of teaching her the ropes. And then she came back from her trip and uh, launched the Girl Scouts. How about that?
0: took that house that was supposed to go to the mistress.
1: Yeah. Took the house and all the fortune and basically made cookies.
0: Yeah. And she did good with that money.
1: She really did. Uh She she did a lot of good with that money. She was an upstanding citizen. Him, not so much. Uh But, you know, he's a guy. So what are you going to
0: do? We also learned a lot about the city itself. Like one of the things is the beautiful fountain that you find on Every single photo when you Google Savannah Uh was a fountain that they bought from my catalog. There's like no significance to this fountain. No great architect built it. It doesn't memorialize any kind of soldier. It's just a pretty fountain. And it ends up being on every single postcard, every single Google image search. It's, It's really, it's so ironic because there's so many good things that you could like true historic. Um, yes, yeah. yes, and it's the fountain from the catalog yeah. they bought from a catalog. So we we learned that obviously. Um, we also
1: and that's, uh, you should mention that's the one that's like dead center in the middle of Forsyth Park. Yeah,
0: that is yeah. true. We jo- is.
1: we joked it was ordered from a Sears Roebuck.
0: Yeah, so we don't know what catalog it was purchased from. We do know it was purchased from a catalog, and that is the one yeah. that's you're right, dead center in the middle of Forsyth Park. Um, we did learn about um that here. Don't call someone's alley an alley. It's not an alley. It's a lane. So if you live on Duffy Street, the alley behind your house is called Duffy Lane.
1: Isn't that quaint?
0: Yeah, they don't like they don't like hearing that. You'll um, find my
1: garbage cans on Duffy Lane.
0: Sounds good to me. And some houses actually, as she showed us because we did a walking tour, face the alley. So when yeah. I said to her, "Huh, funny, they face the alley." She goes, "No." They face the lane. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay. Um, the okay, here's something that we learned Savannah is the fourth largest city in Georgia, but it has a second biggest homeless problem. Now, mind you, I don't know what they're comparing it to because we saw very few homeless people. When I brought this up to her, I asked her, what is Savannah doing about their homeless people? And she said, nothing. She said, what do you mean? Do you have shelters? What do you have in place? And she said, nothing that I know of. She said, um, people are are building tents and I'm like, I haven't seen one. We haven't seen one. We certainly saw homeless people walking around, but we didn't see any kind of encampments at all. And that to me was amazing because there's so many places Mm -hmm. the homeless could sleep. Funny enough though, it goes back to something Bonnie said on our tour. Savannians are kind of lazy. So when she talked about this, she had said that Savannians were lazy, um, in the sense that like they kind of just like to live their lives and not get caught up in anything. And she said it had to do like, um, it, when I asked her what she meant, she said, Well, like for instance, I said, Were there any protests during Black Lives Matters? And she's like, No, not really. She's like, No. She goes, and when people were across the country lynching slaves, she goes, Savannah didn't. She goes, That yeah, zero was
1: zero lynchings.
0: Zero lynchings, through and Jim
1: Crow, all those eras.
0: Yeah. And she said, they just don't like to. It seems like get involved, like stir up the shit, like <clears> stir <throat> the pot.
1: She said, "If any of the citizens exhibit racism, it's a very subtle racism."
0: Yeah, and she just said everyone is just kind of like status quo, sort of. I'm using that word. I'm, and that's not her word. She used more lazy. That was yeah. like kind of what she said, and she was like, "So there's not a lot of upheaval in Savannah." Yeah. Um, and so when I asked her, like, "What do you do about the the homeless?" She's like nothing. And it goes back to being lazy, but they don't seem to have a problem here, honestly. Like um, I didn't see one. Uh, But we did learn like from doing that walk with her about city politics. Also, we learned a lot about the Savannah um, art students, how how the school has taken over quite a bit of property and that's brought up property values. I mean, there was so much that we learned from having a local do that tour with us.
1: For sure. Uh, There were other things we picked up along the way, so we're just going to rattle off a few city tips here, and then uh, we're going to get ramped up for our second part of Savannah. Yeah. But I do think it's important to mention in this episode that your best bet on finding street parking around the city is to definitely download one of the parking apps. There's uh, Park Savannah, It's a great app. You can download it on your iPhone or Android or whatever. Uh, Definitely use that. You can just punch in your space. And for a couple bucks and an easy app, it's a great way to not worry about parking while you're off at your destination. Uh, The parking times, though, are not always posted. And I would just say within the city limits, I think parking is generally from around 8 to 5 p.m. Some places go until 8 p.m. It's weird. You're not going to see like you must pay parking from this time to this time, like you would find in a Los Angeles or New York or something like that. Oh yeah, no, it's not super
0: clear. That's for sure. So you definitely want to uh, look on the app or go to the machine, the machine. They also have pay machines on every street corner. If you're not using the app and the pay machines are probably have a little bit more information.
1: Yeah. Um, It's a grid. It's a really easy place to walk. I mean, the whole city is a grid. So once you figure out that the dot goes from, you know, Whitaker loops around, comes down Drayton and does that whole thing, you can catch a trolley to take you from the one end of the park all the way down to downtown. They come every 10 minutes. It's a great service. It's free. And the other thing I was going to say is just remember the river is north.
0: So I think the best thing to do is to hold tight and wait for part two where we really give you like, not just the blanket, like, okay, this is what we did in Savannah, but like, this is what we did in Savannah, like the down and dirty, like, why are some doors painted blue? How did I come face to face with a serial killer? Why did we wait in line for two hours at a restaurant? Like crazy stuff that like make you say, hmm,
1: I think in the next one, we'll also add on some uh, of our real estate because we've actually toured this place as a potential resident. Yes,
0: we haven't and even talked about that.
1: So we're going to call a lid on this particular episode, come back, and we are going to give you a whole lot more Savannah next week. Take them out.
0: Empty nest, full tank.
1: Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys.